Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Another episode of Plot Smokers. Another hilarious, fun-filled episode of Plot Smokers. It's been a while. I haven't done one of these in a while, but I'm back and better than ever. Um, I'm doing this one solo, so buckle up. Um, look, the movie I'm doing today is a little movie you might remember from the year 1990 called Pretty Woman, starring an unknown Julia Roberts at the time and Richard Gere. Uh, it was one of the uh, biggest movies of that summer, one of the surprise hits. I think it made about 430 something million dollars, directed by Gary Marshall. Uh, and um, I didn't really like this movie when it came out, but I, I think it's been pretty problematic since it came out. I would I would hope so. It's just it's like, where to start with this movie? So many problems. Um, I, uh, I guess, you know, the, the well, f- first of all, um, I think it's supposed to be, you know, loosely based on My Fair Lady, which is, you know, I guess about some, um, Cockney British woman and you know he meets a guy from like the kind of like the uh, upper crust of the British aristocracy and um, uh, turns her into a lady so I guess that was that's what the pitch for this was it was like it's like my it's like my fair lady except she's a whore and they're like we're in and I think it was Disney that made it that's another just weird it's just everything about this movie is fucking weird it's I was reading about it and it's it's based on a, I think it's based on a book and it was like a um a very dark it's supposed to be a very dark unhappy story about a woman who's a prostitute and I think it was called uh $3000 or something it was the name of it was after the amount of money he gives her for the weekend so basically um premise of this podcast if you don't remember is um get high get high and uh, go through the plot of a movie, dissect it as best you can. Because, you know, sometimes when you're high, you kind of see things uh, from a different perspective. So that's what we're going to do. Even though this is a pretty straight on take on this movie. So basically, I mean, but I did watch this and notice a few funny things that I'll get. I'll get to. I'll get to the funny parts. Don't worry. So I guess it's problematic. First of all, there's always the, there's a huge age difference. I think he's like 42. Um, or three, even though he looks so fucking old, he's like younger than I am now. He looks so fucking old, and he does look. I mean, he looks fine. And you know, she's like twenty three. That's the first one, but I guess that's like not even the. That's like the fifth problem with this. And the second one is she's basically it's you know kind of well you know like a almost um a somewhat fresh faced uh, woman living in Los Angeles. I don't really say why she's in Los Angeles. I mean. I would imagine she's, you know, trying to be in the entertainment industry, but they don't ever say that. So she just moved to LA to become a hooker for some reason. Like, you know, couldn't you just go somewhere else? No, I have to be in LA. I have to be a hooker in LA. So, you know, they I they don't give much of a backstory, but I guess um she has no money and she, now she's a prostitute and she lives with Laura San Giacomo who is clearly the more street smart. Uh, been around the block, tough girl, and um, she has like an accent, so you know she's tough. And their roommates, and you know, I guess she's been a whore longer. And she shows her like the whore ropes. <laughs> she just like they don't show, they don't ever tell how they became friends, but she's like, 
hey, I'm a whore. I'll show you how it's done. But, you know, the, first of all, it's like a this is a romantic, light, Disney, romantic comedy. And it's basically she's a prostitute. So basically, you know, th- that's what happens. She's a prostitute. Things aren't going well. I think there's some pimp. Oh, no, she doesn't have a pimp. And uh, I think they owe some, someone money or something. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh richard gear i guess is driving but he doesn't know how to drive stick and he's rich and i don't know he's in town so he's something to do with he wants to buy out some company or something and he's driving to the hotel and he you know he uh break he keeps breaking down because he doesn't know how to drive stick and then she comes up and you know she knows how to drive stick and offers him to drive him to the hotel and then i guess she kind of charms him on the way to the hotel and then he is like all right like i guess you know you can come upstairs and so they they go upstairs and then like they hang out and um and then i guess uh you know she's gonna stay the night and and then um he's in the bathroom this is like a big like cute moment supposed to be kind of them like sort of like bonding a little bit like he walks in on her in the bathroom and she like hides something behind her back and He's like, well, what is this? And she's like, nothing. And he's like, that's it. Get out. I, I don't want anyone that does drugs. You know, it's like, first of all, you just you just met some prostitute on a Hollywood, you know, Hollywood Boulevard. You're like, I can't believe you do drugs. This is not what I signed up for. I wanted a clean whore. So and it turns out she's flossing. And then, you know, he loves that. He says to me, like, very few people surprise me. I thought she was doing drugs. She's just flossing. What a what a quirky prostitute. She's so much cooler than I thought she was. And then, like, she blows him. All right. That's the end of Act One. <laughs> That's the, the romantic setup. And then I don't really, you know, I don't really know what, you know, he's clearly, so she's cold-hearted corporate guy, kind of corporate raider guy. And, you know, they, may, they, they keep it kind of vague what he does. I love when they do that in these movies where they're just kind of like, he is a businessman with a lot of money and he's really cold hearted and he he is a really tough uh go getter in the business world and so that's kind of set up and then um he has to you know meet with some people i guess the company that he wants to take over and you know liquidate or whatever and um and she's like, he's. I, someone tells him, oh, it'd be better if, like, you know, you had a girl with you. And I guess he broke up with the girl that he was dating. And he's like, well, why don't I just pay this prostitute for the weekend? She can pretend like she's with me. And um, I guess that's like a cute premise. <laughs> and all right, so she he hires her for, I think it's $3,000. And then there's that cute scene where she's like in the bathtub and she's like, I can't believe I'm going to get all the money. And then she goes under, under the water. It's really funny. So, you know, I think he tells her, oh, they're going to go to dinner. So this is the, you know, one of the most famous scenes, like she, um, he's like, go to Rodeo drive and buy like clothes, you know, that make you look like you're like a person. Cause she's literally wearing like a spandex outfit and like, like hoary, like short skirt, but it's like the spandex thing. That's like, the top like is stretched over and looks like has like pins connected to the skirt. Like it just looks horrible. <laughs> and like, I mean, she looks really slutty, you know, she's wearing like a horror outfit and um, 
she's going to Rodeo Drive, and I guess it's intimidating. And then she goes into some fancy store, and I and the the you know the saleswomen are really like shitty. They're really rude to her. You know, I mean, you know, because she's dressed horribly. You know, she can't. She went into the store, um, you know, to buy clothes, and she's wearing like you know a skirt with like spandex stretched over her top or whatever with like safety pins in it you know and you know these she's at a place where dresses cost probably thousands of dollars and and then they're kind of rude she's like what the hell is this you know and they're like get out of here and i mean i get it but it's also like come on like what do you expect you're like in the most fancy area i mean yeah la is like is judgmental and shallow and they're kind of rude to people who don't have money like is this a new like I can't believe they were rude to that prostitute who came in wearing in her underpants. She went in there not wearing any pants, and they weren't cool to her. Like, yeah, that makes sense. So, so this part I love. Right, so she goes back to the hotel. She's really upset because everyone was mean. They were mean to her at the store, and then um. This part I think is really funny, and I feel like this is very indicative of the time they did this, in, like kind of was like a, a movie trope from the '90s or even the '80s, where you know Hector Elizondo is like the manager of the hotel, and he like brings her in, sees she's upset, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "I tried to, you know, buy clothes, and they were mean to me." And you know, Richard, Richard, or whatever, Edward, Edward, Richard, Gear, um. They uh, he gave me all this money and, you know, they wouldn't b- let me buy clothes. And then, like, she takes out this huge wad of cash that she's just like wadded up into a ball. And she like kind of like throws it in front of Hector Elizondo. And it's so funny because I feel like that was such a trope from back then where like to convey that someone was poor, it would be like they didn't know how to like handle money like um in that scene, like she has all this money and, and like they're trying to show like she's so poor. She doesn't even have she doesn't even know how to use money. She doesn't know how to how it works. <laughs> like she just is like she's just like stuffed it into this ball. Like, I don't know how money works. What is this? Take this away from me. Like, I'm so poor. She's so not rich. I mean, you know, I I I understand she doesn't have a lot of money, but I mean, you would know how to handle money if you ha- if you got it. it's paper. You would know how to like figure. You know, it's like treating it like it's this like really complicated Rubik's cube. What is this? What is this money? And they they keep doing that the whole movie. Um, they do it later. So then I guess he makes some calls, and then he goes. She goes to stores and buys all this shit, and then she goes back in and. And the famous thing where she's like, yeah, do you remember me? You wouldn't serve me. And they're like, uh, I don't know. And then she's like, you work in commission, right? Big mistake. Huge. I have to go shopping. And then they're like, burn. Don't you feel stupid? Like, damn it. I mean, like, I, I guess those chicks would feel stupid, but it's also like, I'm sure they're doing fine. They, you know, they work on Rodeo Drive. I'm sure other people have come in. You know, besides that prostitute. Yeah, remember me? I'm the prostitute that wanted to buy a dress. Yeah, so I didn't buy it here. So clearly, you're you're going out of business because no one else is going to buy from you. So, and you're supposed to be like, oh man, she's so great, she's so spunky, and she really got back at them. It's like everyone's dream. So th- there's that. 
Um, and then they go to dinner, and this is what I was talking about before. They keep trying to convey how how like poor she is and doesn't know things. So they go to dinner, and um, she doesn't know how to like you know work forks and stuff. Like she doesn't know how to use utensils, which I guess you wouldn't know if you if you were like a prostitute, you wouldn't know the ins and outs of utensils. But I mean, I feel like they're not that hard to figure. Like that's always like a scene in a movie, like they did in Titanic, where. He doesn't know how to use the t- utensils. He's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, don't worry. Just start on the outside and go in. And it's like, just figure it out. Like, just, you know, it, it's not like the hardest situation. It's not the hardest pro- problem to solve. And um, I then I guess this is when she's trying to eat oysters and like it slips out and goes flying across the room. And, you know, and then the guys love her because she's really charming. And she's hot. I guess that's the main thing. All right. So then it goes on, and you know, basically, what what happens is, um, you know, they start to fall for each other. That's another thing. You know, she like she won't kiss him on the lips. That's too intimate. You know, like uh, I I'll only blow you and lick your balls, but not kissing on the lips because that means too much. And uh, I get it, but I think you know. Blowing someone is more intimate. I've, you know, I, I wonder if anyone has tr- ever tried that argument. Like, look, I, I don't like to get too close and intimate on a first date. So why don't you just blow me? We don't have to kiss. You know, something a little more casual. So anyway, um, I get. Oh, so it goes on, and then they start falling for each other, and then um, then Jason Alexander shows up as like an asshole that works for him, and um. He thinks that Julia Roberts is like a corporate raider or spy that is trying to fuck up the deal that they they're working on with the guys, you know. And he's like, "No, I, I think she's a spy." What do you know of her? And then he's like, "She's not a spy. She's a whore. You know, she's a hooker." And then he's like, "Oh," and he like loves it. It's also really weird because it's it's a uh, Seinfeld. I guess that or had this was it was the first year that it was on. I guess it, it wasn't really getting a lot of attention, so you don't really know him at the time, but. Now looking back, and it's fucking Costanza. So and, and he's like really kind of like a, a kind of like a, a dark, ominous prick, like villain type. And uh, he kind of hits on Julia Roberts at like I, they're at like some show or I, there's some like horse event or something. There's horses there. They're watching people play. Well, I think like polo. I don't know. There's horses there because it's rich. That's another. They're trying to show how rich it is. So there's horses and people on like polo people players so then i guess and then this is another funny scene where like she gets mad at richard Gere for saying telling george costanza that she's a prostitute you know and she's like you know you you made me no one's ever made me feel as cheap as as you did at that moment you know and it's like Really? I mean, don't you blow dudes on the, you know, in their cars on the strip? Like, that was really disgusting when you told that guy I was a prostitute. That's the lowest I've ever sunk. I've never felt lower. Even though I just had a three-way with a homeless guy and a dog for $2. You really went too far. First of all, you've been living in a penthouse for like four days. You have all this money, all this, all these new clothes. So, um there and then there's like another thing where so i i guess he you know he she starts changing him to be like not as cold and callous and she starts he starts opening up to her and he decides to not 
buy the company and liquidate it. He wants to like buy it and like help build it up because that you know that was it was kind of like they had an adversarial relationship and he's like, I want to work with them and you know, and then um Costanza gets all mad and he comes to see him at the hotel, but he's not there. Julia Roberts is there and he, you know, blames her for everything and she and then he starts like raping her or trying to rape her. I mean there's like this this is the other like insane thing. How did this movie how did this movie get through the fucking powers that be? It's just like <laughs> I have a great idea for a movie. It's kind of like my fair lady, except she's a whore. Um also uh there's gonna be a borderline rape scene, an attempted rape scene at the end. Oh, that's great. This is a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's really romantic. Don't just trust me. And it's really it's a comedy about a whore who's almost raped. Cool. This sounds hilarious. I guess this is when uh, Ted Bundy was running the studio. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, he, Richard Gere comes in and like stops the rape and then um, and fires him. I I hope. And I hope that was a lie. I hope he's not going to keep him on. Like, hey, that's hey, this is ridiculous. You you're trying to rape the whore that I love. All right, I'll see you on Monday. No, that's definitely grounds for for termination, I would think. So, um, I think she she tells him some story about like I guess she had a shitty childhood. I'm assuming, and um, and she's like, I used to have this dream of you know a white knight would show up and rescue me, you know, and when he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want that, and then he's like, I'll, I'll give you a a condo and I'll give you money. You can go back to school, and she's like, no. <laughs> it's like what are you talking about just fucking take it no i don't like that i need the fairy tale like it's just like well what fairy tale you're you're a prostitute it's like you're you're the fairy tale's over dude just accept it so i think she's gonna he's gonna he asks her to stay another night you know without paying her and she's like i'm out of here you know, I'm you know I'm kind of going I'm breezing through this fast. I'm kind of paraphrasing or whatever. Give a very abridged version. And then I don't know exactly what happens, but then he has a moment where he like is like, oh my god, I, I have to see her again. And then um, he take he's in a limo. He's supposed to go into the airport, and then he goes back to her shitty apartment. And that's the other thing. He's afraid of heights or something, but he's always in the penthouse because it's like the very best. So it's like, even though he hates it, he's like, he he's always in the penthouse. And so then he um, goes up the fire escape to her and she's on the top floor, of, of course, even though he's afraid. And he goes up with flowers and then it has like the corniest ending. It's like, what did the princess do after the night rescued her? She rescues him right back. And it's like, and then they cut and like some, or they pan out and some crazy homeless guy screaming, you know, and he's like, Hey man, what's your dream? Man? And then it like goes into the rock set song. And, um, so yeah, basically. All right. So that's pretty woman. And, um, you know, the, the, the main takeaways I took away from this are, um, it's funny to look back on this movie. All, I, I don't, I mean, I, I guess I understand the staying power it has. I think it mainly for the Julia Roberts factor, as weird as it is. I mean, it is like a very well-made movie and it's almost, it is come almost like a, um, 
they pulled us some kind of magic trick by making this movie work because it's everything is there to not work but for some reason it works it's like one of these anomaly movies where you're just like i guess it just works i and i remember like not really liking it when i saw it and i remember everyone like loving it i just didn't really understand why i was always like yeah i guess it's okay and everyone like went nuts over her. I mean, and like I, I guess I thought she was kind of hot. I didn't think she was like that amazing. I never thought Julia Roberts was that hot. I mean, and the other thing, like Mary's, I forgot. Like she kind of was always early on. She was always playing like kind of a tough chick. You know, they, that was the role they always put her. I guess because she was kind of tall and she, she kind of had a build, even though she was hot. Like she kind of had like a, a like a solid build. Um, because Mystic Pizza is very similar. Like she's kind of like a tough broad, you know, who's like on from the wrong side of the tracks. Like she's hot, but she can really handle herself. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm hot, but I'm also like, you know, I'm I can handle being a prostitute. I can really take care of myself. Um, and uh, it is amazing because right after, you know, right after this, it was just she was huge. She was just in everything. She was unstoppable. And then, uh, I guess a few years later things kind of started to go down again and but it it is interesting you know she is she is good in the movie and and also you know people don't i don't i don't know if people remember like richard Gere had been a big star in the 70s and i think the 80s were kind of a rough patch for him and he wasn't doing very well and this was like one of his big comeback movies um but yeah i loved watching all the um 80 the, all the 80s and even those 90 like 90 movies tropes movie tropes about like poor people like i said i think that that part about the money is like the funniest thing to me like poor people they just don't know how money works isn't that hilarious and i i think it um you know it, it is funny because i feel like if you made the same movie not like a comedy or romantic comedy no no one would really give a shit you it wouldn't be you wouldn't have any sympathy for the the horror character people would just be kind of I, I i think it's funny that you make like this romantic heartwarming comedy at the end everyone's like oh god i love that horror was so great she really warmed my heart she won me over just like richard Gere says at the end and i mean i guess that's that's realistic that you know this multi-millionaire successful corporate guy just would fall in love with a prostitute and you know take her home i mean i guess that is plausible but not someone who like would look like rich like richard gear like that could happen but it'd be some disgusting fat guy who is like you know on the spectrum and has you know eats pace has no you know way to like doesn't know how to talk like an incel basically not richard gear who basically could you know get any check he wants yeah, so he's decided to finally settle down with this prostitute because she's really cool. I want to see the sequel where, like, four months in, she just takes him for all his fucking money. And they're, like, and they're like, I told you not to marry that prostitute. I thought she was cool. She helped me with my car. Really? That's why you married her? The, the prostitute? Why'd you marry her? Well, I thought she was using drugs and she was using using uh, floss. I thought that was great. You're right, stupid. Now you have no money. This prostitute took all the money, dummy. I can't believe that prostitute fucked me over. I liked her. She was so quirky that four days. He, uh, that's the other thing. He's known her for four days. He's marrying a prostitute. He's in love and he's running off with the prostitute he's known for four days. 
because she did a couple of cute things when they were hanging out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Plot Smokers. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, go check out Pretty Woman and I'll see you next time. So